Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special episode that we are calling here at H&K Clearfire's Spoilerific Spectacular featuring Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. So, Clearfire, as if you paid attention, to, which is me, of course, if you paid attention to our Facebook page, I went and saw Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness on Friday. And let me just tell you, oh my gosh, so many wonderful things in there. But I do want to at least have this episode to where both people that haven't seen this movie yet and people that have can enjoy at least some of this. So I'm going to start off the podcast with just some non-spoiler information, some thoughts about the movie and things like that. So first, let's just get started with what, what do you... When you're looking at this movie that's coming up, usually with Marvel movies, they're so interconnected. It's Your thought is, is, well, what do I need to watch or know before I go into this? Well, I can tell you that. So the main things I really feel like you need to watch or pay attention or get some of the basic concepts from um, is going to be some of the TV series that they put out just recently. So you've got Loki, which is a great one that's going to give you a nice kind of precursor to the multiverse and kind of a start on that whole theory there. A lot of things that are happening in Loki aren't really important or play any part into Doctor Strange 2, but the final episode of that, if you haven't watched it yet, it's been out for a year now, It's that final episode is really a good piece there, but it's got other pieces throughout the series that would be good for you to watch. Another series that you absolutely need to watch that, hands down, if you don't watch it, you're going to be missing out of some big information, big parts, is going to be WandaVision. It's a fantastic show if you haven't watched it yet. Go watch it now. Don't expect normal Marvel when you watch this. This is a very creative, stylistic TV series that they did. It's a very it's a limited series. They're not going to do any more of it. So go watch that. It's going to give you a really nice just feel of how Wanda is and the emotional state that she's in. Now, granted, it's not going to be exact, but it'll give you this nice understanding of kind of where Wanda's coming from. It's a really good thing to watch. Now, granted, of course, if you hadn't seen the first Doctor Strange, go see it. You know, Doctor Strange is in several other movies after that, specifically the Avengers uh, Infinity War and um, Endgame plays critical part there and some really interesting stuff there if you want to go back and watch that as well, too. But I don't think that's as important as trying to watch Spider-Man No Way Home. That movie there has a very important piece in it that plays right into this. And in Spider-Man No Way Home, they almost line up to write together right there. There's some time apart, you can tell, but it's definitely a movie that you would want to watch and catch at least the parts in there that are heavy with Doctor Strange in it. Um, and I'm sorry if you haven't seen Spider-Man No Way Home yet, but the very beginning of it has a lot of Doctor Strange in it, and toward the end has very integral parts of Doctor Strange in there. If you just catch those of it before you go watch it, you're really going to get the part that really feeds into the whole Multiverse of Madness piece. So outside of that, just my first thoughts of the movie was, man, this is 
a Sam Raimi movie. And I know when I think of that, I think of uh, Toby Spider-Man. I always call it Toby Spider-Man, Andrew Spider-Man, or Tom Spider-Man because we've got three Spider-Men now. But, you know, I think of that and I think of some of the other movies that he's done and they're kind of almost... I don't know, over the top with some of the stuff, almost cartoonish in ways at times. And he has that, he does that jump scare type horror movies as well too. So you see a lot of, you'll you'll end up seeing a lot of that in the way that this movie is filmed and see a lot of his stylistic edge into it, which is not a bad thing. It actually plays pretty decently into the movie, but you do start getting a few parts that are fairly cheesy, which if you watch the first three Spider-Men with Tobey Maguire, you see a lot of kind of cheese in there. Not downplaying the movie at all, but just be prepared to not have that just sharpness that some of the other Marvel movies had and some of the sharpness that you see in TV series like... um, uh, Golly, I'm drawing a blank there. TV series like WandaVision had a, had a sharpness to it, but it also had a little bit of humor there. But uh, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier is a perfect example of that just, you know, hard story-driven kind of stuff that's not really there for um, this one. It's story's kind of all over the place, too, so be prepared for a little bit of jumping around on that. It's not a very straight-line story, but Sam Raimi kind of does that with his movies. It's not just always this nice, straight, even, easy flow. It's usually jumping around a lot. But I don't think that it damaged or hurt the movie enough to warrant you to say, I don't think I'm going to watch it because of the Sam Raimi movie. No, I, th- I still think it's a very valuable movie, very wonderful movie. I mean, Doctor Strange, in my opinion, for me, Clearfire, it's he's one of my favorite characters. He's just a very amazing character. He has a lot of depth, a lot of different and wild things that happen to him in the comics. You know, he, he goes through all different phases. And then, of course, when the multiverse starts coming into the comics, you start having the strangers from the different areas that come into play as well. And it's it's just wild. It, it, he's I mean, he's the Sorcerer Supreme in the comics. And, of course... If you watched Spider-Man No Way Home, so I apologize if this is a spoiler to you from that, but Spider-Man No Way Home has been out long enough that I can say this. Strange isn't the Sorcerer Supreme, and it's Wong, which I think is actually kind of a good thing there because it, it kind of frees Strange up to do things that he would need to do in No Way Home and then, of course, in Multiverse of Madness. He's not confined to the defending of Carmitage all the time, and I know I probably didn't say that correct, but... Um, it's just my southern accent that kind of blends into that, so I apologize. But, you know, it's a really fun movie. It was a very enjoyable, fun journey. Uh, I took one of my really good friends with me to the movie, and he wasn't a huge fan of the original Doctor Strange. And when he came out of this one, he was like, man, I really loved that movie. It was really good. And so if that's any indication, and, and this is one of the few people that I actually do trust their opinion on Marvel and Star Wars and other movies and shows like that. So if that's any indication to you, then it's it's a very much worthy movie to go sit down and watch. Now, we did go watch it in IMAX. Man, I so recommend that. And we just, you know, speaking of Mississippi, you don't really have the IMAX all the time, but getting to have that IMAX here and having it there, it just it really made the movie experience just that much deeper. It just was a wonderful experience and 
Doctor Strange 2 being filmed with IMAX cameras just made it a wonderful movie. So definitely off of those, go see it. As far as acting, I mean, Elizabeth Olsen's killing it as Wanda. I mean, absolutely killing it. When they first announced her as Wanda for Age of Ultron, I was like, I really don't know. And, I mean, she gets better and better and better each time. I mean, WandaVision is a clear example of her depth of acting, especially for this one particular character. And when you get to see her in Multiverse of Madness, oh my gosh. I mean, it's just another level that she takes it to. Just fantastic and does it well. There's nothing I can say about Benedict Cumberbatch playing Doctor Strange. There's no better actor that could do it. I mean, he's got the look, he's got the mannerisms, he's got the cockiness, he's got it all. I mean, he just nails it again with Doctor Strange. I, I couldn't ask for a better actor to play Stephen Strange throughout this. And, I mean, he just, he, he rocks it. It just with the, the side humor that he has, the snarkiness, the bravado that he carries i mean he is he's dr strange perfect you know it's great and then of course uh benedict wong as wong he, he really does fit the part well he's very cynical and it's great he does a great great job there um i'm not going to go any further in the actors although i will say the uh lady that did play america chavez although i didn't feel like the part was written very well for the movie she did do a pretty decent job and I feel like this is one of her first major movies um, I know she is a Hispanic actress so she's definitely one there um, I think her name if you if I've if I read it right from this one person that was uh, saying how you pronounce it on reddit um, you could say so chill or so chilto or something like that and I apologize for butchering her name she really did do a good job for what her role was given. And Rachel McAdams, of course, does a very good Christine Palmer. But I, I just don't know. I just still feel kind of, I kind of feel like they just haven't, that they didn't do Christine Palmer right again. I didn't feel like they did it right in the first Doctor Strange either. But she's love interest, love interests that aren't powered tend to kind of get left at the wayside in these movies. I mean, the only one, the only exception that I can say to any of those before Thor Love and Thunder comes out would have to be uh, Pepper Potts. And we all know that she gets to actually finally don the rescue suit in Endgame. So she definitely has stepped outside of that mold of just being a love interest. But let's not go off to that sidetrack there. Let's stick with this. But overall, I really feel like it's a great movie. It does open up the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, to so much more. I mean, you're looking at the whole multiverse now. I know this is, we're working on the second or third movie that's really talked about that, kind of mentioned that. You know, we've had a couple TV shows that have done that too. And also, too, before I go too far, and I know that I skipped over this one earlier, I just totally forgot about it, but another great show to watch before this would be what if because it's another one that delves into the theories of the multiverse what can happen what could be out there very much go watch that because it it does open up 
more to the thought of that. And I'm, I'm glad that I remember that before I've continued on any further. So, well, I'm looking at, we're about 12 minutes in and I've just kind of talked about my first feelings of it. And like I said before, definitely if you're on the edge about going and seeing it, go see it. It's, it's so worth your time. It's worth your effort. It's worth your energy. It's a great movie. It does move the needle on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not like the most amazing ever movie because CGI in it is, is it points is a little weak. Um, some of the acting is a little flat, um, but uh, you know it, it's also too on how some of the characters are written. It's just it, it's kind of you know like that, and it's kind of to be expected on what Sam Raimi's kind kind of aiming with for this movie. So I feel like that's kind of where Marvel's only one weak point would be is the fact that with having so many different movies coming in and so many different directors coming in, putting their little spin and flair on different things, you end up getting these random little plot holes. So be aware that there, there's going to be some of those that kind of open up from this and from other movies too. But that's just kind of par for the course and you either overlook them or you dwell on it and I tend to overlook it because I'm in here for the enjoyment I'm here to watch these movies and enjoy them because I am a Marvel fan big Marvel fan I've loved Marvel for as long as I can remember and this just is another one of those kind of fan service movies and when you go see it you'll understand why I say it's a fan service movie because it is so much of that so with that um, I just want to say to everybody, if you are still listening at this point, this is the point that spoilers are about to start. So if you have not watched the movie, please turn off the podcast, walk away until you watch the movie. I wish you could stay with me longer. I really love talking to you, but I also don't like giving you spoilers if you don't like hearing them. So if you don't want to hear spoilers, this is the time to turn it off, walk away, go listen to one of our other hundred and some odd episodes. We got plenty out there that will appease you and whatnot, and I will put the time mark in the uh, description of the podcast that at basically 1430, you better stop listening because I'm fixing to drop the spoilers. All right, guys, it's 1430 on this recording, so let's get started on these spoilers. So... The very first start of the movie, it starts off really weird, guys. It starts off with a strange, but you don't know who it is, and America Chavez just running through this kind of weird space. It's just everything's kind of moving weird and everything. It's got like almost nebula looking behind it. Uh, it's really weird. And if I'm not mistaken, the strange that's in this one or in this sh shot, excuse me, is Defender Strange. I'm pretty sure of that. And. I mean, of course, he looks like our Doctor Strange and everything, too. So it's just, oh, my gosh, there's Doctor Strange, and here we go. But it just throws you right into the action, doesn't really give you any preface of what's going on until you start seeing this demon chase them, and America's like, I got to get away. Doctor Strange is like, we've got to get the book of Ashanti. That's the um, – so if you've watched – WandaVision, you know at the end of WandaVision, she gets the book that's called The Darkhold. It's the book of dark, evil magic. Well, the book of Ashanti is the polar opposite of that. So a sorcerer that needs power, extra juice, 
to defeat evil, when they get a hold of this book, this book gives them basically anything and everything they need. It's just pure good power pulsing through them. And they see it in the distance, and they're running for it. And so the demon catches up with them, catches up Defender Strange, ties him up to where he can't move very well. It's got America Chavez kind of tied up. She's not going anywhere. And he looks, he's like, I can't get the book. Well, she's got this power that you don't really understand it yet at this point, but her power is is to open doorways into other parts of the multiverse. So she can freely travel from one earth to another earth to another earth throughout the multiverse. So she can just go through the multiverse as she pleases, but she doesn't have full control over her power yet at this point. Kind of like if you have watched any of the X-Men movies, shows, or whatnot, it takes them a while to learn how to control their powers. She's in that kind of phase there. So he's sitting there, and the only thing he can think of is, well, I, I'm sorry, I've got to kill you and drain your power so this demon doesn't get it and destroy the multiverse. It's you know one death for the greater good. Kind of the same kind of theory that kind of goes through a lot of the Marvel movies is sometimes it's okay to do that when it's for the greater good. Well, not everybody thinks that way, but sometimes you have some people that are kind of, I call them more anti-heroes where they're not really bad, but they're, do whatever it takes to kind of get the job done. So he starts trying to do that. She freaks out. She's able to open a portal. She opens a portal. Boom, gone. In that same time, too, Doctor Strange has been attacked by the uh, demon. The demon has you know hurt him really bad and mortally wounded him. He ends up dying. But the portal, for some reason, sucks him in, too. So it comes into play later, so I'll, I'll let you know that. But sucks him in. And then all of a sudden, you're to our good old Doctor Strange, and he's jumping up out of bed, waking from a dream. And basically, he's like, I just dreamed this, or dreamt this. Sorry, let me say that right. So he's actually getting ready for something. He's going to Christine Palmer's wedding. She's marrying some other guy. Great. So at the wedding, she talks, they talk, they move on. And next thing you know, some crazy noise goes on, and if you've watched any of the trailers or the commercials, the big old eye monster, kind of looks like a Cthulhu monster almost, I forget exactly what his name is, is there, and he is rampaging. And so Strange does his wonderful little magic thing where he turns himself into his sorcerer robes out of his uh, nice suit, and you see Cloak there with him and everything, and he goes down there, and of course, you know, they don't see the funny thing is is the monster is invisible until Doctor Strange casts a spell and you can start seeing him. And of course, he is the monster is chasing America Chavez that has now teleported herself into this earth. Great fight scene. They kill the monster very actually very graphically, so be prepared for that. There's actually a lot of graphic violence in this one is very shocking so it very much lives up to the pg-13 rating which a lot of people say that it might should be even r but i don't think it pushes r limits so he talks to her hey what's going on what are you doing she's like hey i've met strangers before and i don't trust them they've all wanted to kill me he's like i'm different of course wong's there at this point 
and they say, hey, come back with us to Comitage. We'll protect you. Um, she even says, you know, tries to talk to him in Spanish. He doesn't know Spanish, but Wong does. They kind of laugh about it, and they even say that um, America Chavez says, he's not my favorite strange. Like, he's talking about Steven sitting right there. So, kind of funny. Well, they go back to Carmitage, and they're trying to figure out what to do. And Strange has a brilliant idea. Well, the only person I know that knows magic because this creature that we just fought had runes all over it that are definitely magic is Wanda. So he goes to Wanda, and if you've watched the trailer, it's she's sitting in that apple orchard, really nice and everything, beautiful. He goes there to talk to her. They start having a great conversation about all this stuff, and she says something to the extent of, yeah, America's here or whatever. Doctor Strange never mentioned her name. And that's when Doctor Strange realizes that it's Wanda that is sending these demons to attack and capture America. And he's like, okay, what's going on, Wanda? Well, you know, of course, she is having these dreams every night of her boys, Billy and Tommy, or Billy and Timmy from WandaVision. And she wakes up every morning and they're not there. So she's going through that pain every single night. Just constant pain. It's just horrible for her. It's mind-wrecking. I couldn't, I could not believe, I could not understand going through that pain every single night from me being a parent myself. And it just would be just insane. So she waves her hand and the place there that she's at, the little nice little, it's a nice shack, but the nice shack that she's in is actually in rubble and ruins, and the entire apple orchard's actually burning red, and it's just like this horrific looking thing, and then that's where she's like, you know, you get to do all this stuff and change time and space, and you're a hero, I do the same thing, and I'm the enemy. And I'm the villain. It doesn't seem fair. You know, she says that classic line. You see it in, in the trailers. And um, it just kind of clicks. It's like, oh, gosh, she is fixing to really ramp up and be full-blown Scarlet Witch. I mean, when you see her hands after she opens, you know, basically clears away the prettiness that's not really there that she's making it look like, you look, and there her fingers are, the black tips like Agatha Harkness had you know, from messing with Darkhold. It's, it's, got, it's got its claws sunk into her deep. And so she's like, look, I know you have um, America at Carmitage. I'm coming there. You have until sundown to surrender her when I get there. So they go there. They get there. have till sundown. And all of the um, sorcerers have gathered there from all the different... Uh, Golly, I can't even think of the name of them now, but all the different places like Hong Kong and New York and England, um, there's their sanctums, the, the, the four sanctums. And so they're all there. They all meet up. They're all trying to protect her. So they go through this big battle and everything. And Wanda's just like laying into them. I mean, she even whispers into one of the, uh, sorcerer's ear run and he takes off running. And that's how she finally breaks in because she's able to, penetrate minds like that remember she can bend reality the way she wants to so she's just fighting them she even gets thrown in during this fight she even gets thrown in the mirror dimension at one time and she's able to use the reflections of of the water that's there in some of the places to come out of the mirror dimension it's insane how she's able to just thwart all their all their attempts and so all of a sudden it's like 
what's going on? You know, she's about to kill America to get her power, and she's about to get a hold of, you know, and she has the dark hold in her possession already. She's fixing to be just unstoppable completely. Well, that's going on. Of course, Doctor Strange gets, you know, hurt a little, gets hurt, Wong gets hurt, and America gets scared, and all of a sudden a portal opens, and her and Strange jump through it, and they go through, and it's one of the trippiest scenes ever. If you've ever watched Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, whenever they hit the, um, I forget the name of the, 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 I think it's called Reality Drive or something like that, when they hit that, and they change into like flower pots, into couches, into, um, yarn creatures it's kind of like that you see that kind of thing happening i mean there's one time where they're paint i mean it's just so cool it's a really cool scene but it's also kind of that's where you get kind of get a little bit of the campy stuff because i feel like that scene went on a little too long so they land into a new earth and they see that you know things are different america's used to it because she's been and she tells a strange during walking here she's been to 73 different earths insane to know that there's that many out there so she says that and as they're walking you know they realize that people stop on a green light and go on a red light so it's backwards so little things like that just different changes and um one thing that america says is food's free pretty much in most multiverse and most of the other universes that you know strange your earth is the first one that i know of that really doesn't have that that's weird well, she took these things that were called pizza balls. They looked actually pretty tasty. And she's like, yeah, that's free food. Well, no, the carny, the street, the, the little vendor there said, no, 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 you got to pay for that. Well, just so you know, that little street vendor guy, Bruce Campbell. So, yes, Bruce Campbell is in the movie. That is probably one of the first cameos of people in in this and it's really funny because if you watched or caught any of the kind of randomness that bruce was posting on his uh instagram his social media sites he actually posted a picture of him kind of getting done up in some strange in dr strange makeup so he had like the gray stuff so people rumored to think that he was going to be a dr strange variant bruce campbell is not a dr strange variant in this at all not at all but it is a little funny part dr strange kind of casts a spell on him, basically where his hand starts attacking him. If you know anything about Bruce Campbell, he did the Evil Dead, Army of Darkness movies and whatnot, and he lost his hand through there. He was Ash. He lost his hand through there. And having his hand attack him is kind of a, a, a inside joke to that. And so that also plays into the end credit scene where he's like, oh, it finally stopped. You know, it was just kind of that. So... Also, too, there's one of the end credit scenes for you. Don't stay till the complete end of the movie. That last one is not worth your time. It's just not worth your time. Watch the mid credit scene and then leave. So, Doctor Strange is walking to the Sanctum Sanctorum. It's where we got to with where we got to go here in New York. Let's go. Or Manhattan is actually is where they go. They go there, and when they walk up there to there, there is a statue of Doctor Strange, and it says basically to the extent of. He, this Doctor Strange for this Earth, killed Thanos, and he is the greatest superhero we've ever had. And great little thing to him. As they're standing there, the door opens to the uh, Sanctum Sanctorum, and lo and behold, it is Baron Mordo. And so everybody kind of in the theater kind of goes, oh my gosh, like what's fixing to happen here? Strange is even like, oh my gosh. But he comes up and hugs him, brother, you know, so excited, so happy to see him. But something seems off. So they all go inside. 
talking, and all of a sudden, Strange starts getting woozy. Chavez gets woozy. Looks like Mordo kind of, I'm not going to say poisoned their drink, but put some medicine drugs, whatever, in there and drugged them so he could take them off. And now this is where it gets exciting and fun, guys. This is where I'm fixing to spoil all the fun stuff. So if you really don't want to hear spoilers, you really don't want to listen to the next part. So when they wake up, they are in these glass bubbles. They call them fish bowls. And Chavez and Stranger side by side, you know, in two different bowls. And Stranger's got these weird cuffs on his hand that have like little green glowing dots. And he learns that it blocks him from being able to cast magic. And as he's doing that, the one of the people that are standing outside, he realizes it's this Earth's Christine Palmer. So they have a little conversation about this stuff. Great, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where Christine actually informs them that they are on Earth 838 and that the Earth that they live on, that Doctor Strange lives on, um, ours, is Earth 616. Now, if you know the comics, you know what all that does and what all that means and kind of the changes there. I'm not going to go into that because I don't want to dig into that because that really doesn't go further than that in this movie. So Mordo comes up to him and says, it's time strange. And so he comes up and it's these Ultron drone bots that come up and marching. The significance to that is, is of course, you know, Tony Stark is the one that created Ultron. And I'm going somewhere big with this guy, so get ready. And so you're looking at these, you're like, oh my gosh, this must mean that the rumors are true that Tony Stark or Superior Iron Man is in this one. Well, we don't know yet, but we definitely have hints of them because those those drones, those bots are his creation. So they're in, and they even say that they're in the Illuminati at this point. So they're marching him into the judgment room is basically what they call it. And so they walk in, and there are all of the chairs of the Illuminati up there at the top, and you're just waiting to see because they're all kind of still in the shadows there. And Mordo definitely introduces them. He introduces Black Bolt with the original actor from the TV series. Great shot of him. Then he goes over to Agent Carter, which is, or I'm sorry, Captain Carter. She's not Agent Carter in this one. Captain Carter, which is Peggy Carter. And she got the super serum instead of Steve Rogers in this you know, in this uh, Earth. Then goes over to Captain Marvel, which is Maria Rambo, not Monica Rambo. Two totally different. Maria is Monica's mother. Maria is Carol Danvers' best friend. So she was the actual pilot instead of Carol that got the powers. Now we are coming on to probably the best reveal out of all of it. And Baramodo looks over and says, and here we also have Reed Richards. This little portal opens up and drops down Reed Richards, and it's John Krasansky playing Reed Richards. You should have just seen everybody get excited about it. It was so hype. It was awesome. He's, oh my gosh, I so hope he gets to play it more than just in this movie. So fantastic. So moving on, they end up introducing, of course, um, Xavier. He's in his yellow chair with his green suit, just like the TV show from the 90s. You're getting all of the hype now. Everybody's just so, is so hype. You're so excited. And they tell him about the incursions, which are when someone from another 
universe comes in and creates problems, creates issues, and Strange is trying to tell him we need to worry about Wanda because Wanda's got the dark hold. She can do what's called dreamwalking. So that means she can basically, and this is where this whole theory of your dreams are not actually dreams. They're actually visions of other yous in other universes. So that's a really cool theory. I really like that. It's a really, really awesome way to play that. And the kicker to that is, is once they start talking about this, America says, well, I don't dream that's how I know I'm the only one. So basically, there is only one America Chavez through all of the multiverse, the way that they've played it, which I think is great, great story writing in that part. So that's where the story gets has some really nice meat to it. So basically, it's like, okay, so now it makes sense why Strange was dreaming that earlier in the beginning because he was actually seeing what was happening to another one of him in another universe. So really great, really awesome. So they start having this discussion, and so Wanda is dreamwalking into 838 version of her. And, of course, she does this, and Wanda 838 has Billy and Timmy, and she takes over 838 Wanda, starts to go to attack the Illuminati to get America Chavez. But before she does, Billy and uh, Timmy go, Mama, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here. And this is a really, to me, it's a really important part because you see the humanistic and the mother instincts of Wanda really kick in and almost stop her from doing what she's about to do. So they are like, hey, we want to do this for you, sing this song for you. And they are arguing over who sings it first. And she goes, and she's in t- almost, I mean, she's almost breaking down in tears, but she's trying to hold it together. So they don't pick up on the fact that it's not really their mom, that it's, you know, 616 Wanda. And so they sing this cute little song about how they'll be good and they can get ice cream if they're good, and she's just so happy about it. And during that time um, on 616 Earth, where she's actually doing the dreamwalking, you end up having Wong, who is captured at this point because Karmatash is in ruins. One of the sorcerers that were there helping says, we've got to destroy the Darkhold. And, of course, Wanda's got her eyes closed. She's in full trance state, and she's got this dagger, and Wong's trying to tell her not to, but she's like, I have to do it. You can't, Wong. You're the Sorcerer Supreme. And so she stabs the Darkhold, and, of course, when she does, it kills her, but it destroys the Darkhold as well, and it stops Wanda from dreamwalking. Very important part there. So... Wanda gets ticked off and she starts beating the fool out of Wong. And Wong's like, wait, wait, the Darkhold was only a copy. And they're like, what? And he's like, yes, the actual true Darkhold is spells written on walls in a cavern on mountain. And let me make sure I get this. It's Wong Wondagore. And it's W-U-N-D-A-G-O-R-E. Wondagore. A really weird name, just kind of one of those crazy things. So Wanda's like, let's go. And so they do their thing to get there, and um, he portals them to, like, Wong portals them to just, like, right before the front of it. And you can kind of see this tower that's on top of the mountain. And he's like, well, it looks like we got to hike the rest of the way. She kind of looks at him kind of funny, and she does her whole little, you know, 
Wanda Scarlet Witch magic flying thing and pulls him with her and just gets up there quick because he thought he was going to slow her down. Did not slow her down at all. When they get there, there's basically four sentinels is the best thing I can describe them as. They're monsters that are guarding the tower waiting for, which at this point you don't know, but they're they're waiting on something. You can tell something's going on. And as soon as Wanda gets there, all of a sudden, instead of attacking, they're bowing down and they're bowing down to her and Wanda looks and literally there is in this wall of the wall there, it's carved in there and it's literally a carving of her. So it's like, and if you know a little bit of the theory of that, she is basically the queen that is prophesized to come. And so they, uh, the dark queen basically. And so they bow down to her and now she has all the spells to do everything right there. She, can dream walk, do all of the dark hole spells. And she even has a little place to kind of do it at. You know, she has a little spat with Wong and knocks him off the side of the cliff. So he'll come back into play later. No, he did not die there. So back to the Illuminati on 838. They're having a conversation still with Strange, and all of a sudden sirens go off, and Reed goes, There's been a breach. And Sure enough, there's been a breach because Wanda 616 has dreamwalked into Wanda 838 again, and she is coming in a wreaking havoc. I mean, she is going ballistic on everything. It is insane. So she gets to where she's just a few doors away from getting to, uh, to America Chavez, and all of a sudden you see um, Captain... Uh, Carter. I'm sorry, I kind of almost say Captain Marvel when I say that, but Captain Carter... Rocket Pack drops down with her shield, just does that cool whole, like, Steve Rogers kind of drop down the superhero pose that uh, Yelena Belova jokes about so much, does that. And then all of a sudden, all the other ones just kind of come in together, kind of the whole superhero landing package kind of thing. And, you know, Reed is like, Wanda, come on, let's talk this out. You know, we, we need to slow this down. She's like, if you take any step further, you know, Black Bolt can literally destroy you with one word from his mouth. She looks over at him and she says, but he can't say anything if he has no mouth. And his mouth is all of a sudden gone, and he starts going, and then all of a sudden, it's like you see the little tuning fork on his head of his mask start twitching, and then all of a sudden, the back of his head blows out. I'm No lie, it's right there on the screen. You see it pop everything. I'm, I, everybody at this time is like, oh my gosh, this is insane. And so Reed again tries to reach out to Wanda because he sees this happen and he's like, oh my gosh, how are we going to stop her? And so he's like, Wanda, please, we've got to, we, we got to start this. He tries to play to her in every way whatsoever. The whole parent play, everything. Wanda's like, so you have a wife? And he's like, yes, and your wife's alive, yes. And she's like, well, good. Now your children will have someone to raise them. And she literally snaps her fingers and Reed starts unraveling like it's just he turns into like threads it's like if you've ever cut open a golf ball and see it just unravel or have you know that it's just insane he's gone just like that he's gone it's just it's it's just your oh oh my gosh it was so so rough and then of course now you have Captain Marvel and Captain Carter fighting her and they actually hold their own for a little while. And Captain Carter says, you know, does the classic Steve thing and says, I can do this all day. And almost as quick as she says that, 
it's during the fight she's thrown her shield it gets stuck in the wall and then she goes into the her regular fighting says that whole I can do this all day thing and then Wanda all of a sudden with her magic grabs the shield flings it and cuts her in half gone I'm just like oh my gosh the Illuminati is almost completely obliterated and they've only been in the movie for 15 minutes have a great this great fight sequence going on during that whole Carter fight there was a time where she threw something at um Captain Marvel and threw her through a wall to where she was gone for a little bit. She comes back after Captain Carter has been severed in half. Now, you don't see the actual severing, but you see a close-up of her face, and then the camera falls with her as the top half of her body falls down and hits the ground. I mean, it's very, very graphic at this point. And so that's all going on. Oh, my gosh. It's like... It's insane, just flat out insane how much of that goes on. She ends up killing Captain Marvel by dropping this huge massive statue on her. She also like kind of took her powers away from her when she did that so it would actually crush her. Like it's just Wanda's just amazing. She's got so much power as the Scarlet Witch. People don't understand how powerful she is. So she's done this. She's walking. She's like, I'm I'm coming to get Chavez. That's what I want. And she sees her. She almost gets there and here comes Xavier. It's like, all right, here comes our Savior. Our Savior Xavier is going to stop her. Z- Xavier was able to control the Phoenix to, for, for, to some extent. There's n- she's gonna, He's going to be able to control this. There's no way that he couldn't. All of a sudden, white screen. And you see Xavier walk up to his door. So you're like, okay, we're in Wanda's mind. It kind of clicks. You're in Wanda's mind. So walking there, there's a pile of rubble, and there's a little old school like '50s TV playing, and there's WandaVision. It's playing on there, you know, some of the from the two '50s episode, the '50s and '60s episode. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is wild. And there's a little hole in the rocks, and all of a sudden, hand jumps out real quick. So there's some of the jump scare stuff. So be prepared for that. And it's Wanda, and it's eight three eight Wanda. She's like, help me, help me. And he's trying to help her. And all of a sudden, in the background, you see the red mist start coming up. You know what this is going to happen. And you're like, oh my gosh, this is not good. And all of a sudden, Wanda comes up and starts whisper. Well, you start hearing these whispers or words saying, Xavier, you know you can't do this. You know you can't control me. Yada yada yada. And he just you know tries to fight her. And all of a sudden, and the out of the red mist comes this. I mean, just horrifying looking uh, Scarlet Witch out, grabs Xavier by the head and just snaps his neck. And if you know anything about the way that he does things with his powers, if it happens there in the mind, it happens out in reality. And then all of a sudden you just see as, you know, it flashes back or comes back into where Xavier is in his wonderful yellow, yellow hover chair and you see his head twist and fall over. So, I mean, literally in just no time, Wanda has destroyed the Illuminati. Baron Mordo has been fighting Strange during this time, and before uh, Xavier had come out, he basically told Strange that the Book of Ashanti, of what he's looking for, is here inside the Illuminati Palace, and you need to get it, and... They were and Mordo's like, "What are you doing? Strange is the one that's the problem, not Wanda. We can stop Wanda. We can't stop Strange if he gets a hold of the Darkhold. We've seen now, you know, because they actually had to kill their Strange, the eight three eight Strange. He actually didn't die fighting Thanos. He died because he had been doing the dark. He's been in the Darkhold and been doing the Dreamwalking, and it started taking him over." And so Black Bolt actually killed him by just saying, I'm sorry, you know, and literally you just see him get vaporized. They show, showed it, showed that scene. And Xavier's like, no, I feel like this strange is different. That plays a huge part. 
very huge part. So Mordo and Strange, of course, fight. Strange somehow is able to get one of the cuffs onto Mordo, so it's just a fist fight and a good fight fight scene. So it's a really fun fight scene right there. So that's going on, and of course, Strange gets out and he starts running down the hallway. Um, at the same time, Chavez was able to get out of the block, glass box with the help of Christine. They take off running, and they're running down a hallway. They hear this kind of sound, and it kind of almost sounds like a zombie and kind of plays on that. All of a sudden, it's strange. And they're like, oh, great, oh, great. They talk, and um, Christine and Chavez gives Cloak back to him because Cloak got damaged um, saving Strange when they jumped uh, – into the the portal to go to 838. So Christine fixed Cloak. Cloak's got the blue patch on it. Really nice. It's, it's kind of cool. Christine's not too sure because she doesn't trust Strange because she knows of the Strange from 838 doing the dark hold and getting in all kind of trouble like that. But Chavez is like, no, this one's different. He's already saved my life a couple times, and I trust him. So that was a big turning point there that you see. So they're running. They're running through basically the underground parts of the Illuminati base with um, Wanda 8, well, it's Wanda 616 in 838 chasing them. That's just going on like crazy. And they finally get to the door where the um, Book of Ashanti is. They have a conversation, and Christine's like, I've only seen Strange open this door. I have no idea how to open it. Strange tries to use Eye of Agamotto to open it. doesn't work. All of a sudden, out of nowhere... And I'm just like, where in the world has she had this the whole time? She pulls out the watch that she gave Strange back when he first became a doctor. It's the watch that he has throughout everything that's busted that he's kept no matter what that he never got rid of. And you look on the door, and there's a perfect little cutout for the watch to fit in. Stick it in, door opens. That's, to me, just a little too... I get the symbolism in it, but it's a little corny and it's a little silly. So I open it up and bam, there's the door that they're standing in and the, that whole kind of cosmic place again that they saw. And it's kind of like in between the um, multiverses. If you've watched What If, it's where the it's kind of like where the Watcher is. So there's the Book of Ashanti sitting right there. Perfect. All we got to do is jump down and get it. Jump in, start to get it. Nope, wanted to unfollow him in the door. Wanda's there. They start fighting. Wanda's got Chavez. Wanda actually obliterates the Book of Shanti. It's gone. And they're like, what do we do? We have nothing to do. All of a sudden, you know, okay, of course, Chavez is scared again. She opens a portal up. Oh, no, I take that back. No, it's not that way. She doesn't open a portal. Actually, what happens is, is Wanda uses or controls Chavez to open a portal. And she opens a portal and uses her power to throw Strange and Christine into another another universe. It's gone. And so she's like, well, hey, I got you now, so let's go. And we're going to go to 616, to my tower. So opens the portal, they go to 616. And what happens is is um, she leaves 838's body. 838 goes, my boys, and takes off and goes to her boys. So 838 does have the Scarlet Witch powers she just doesn't use them like 616. So there it is. Chavez is there back on the Dark Tower or whatever, and they're trying to take her power or whatnot, um, and she's using it to just do bad things at this point. Well, in that time, 
Christine and Strange are in a world where are on Earth where an incursion happens. So you kind of see just where the reality is getting warped and just destroyed. Come to find out, this is where Sinister Strange is. So if you have seen What If, you know that the main Strange in What If is Sinister Strange. I don't too much care for the fight that they have. They have Sinister Strange and Doctor and Six One Six Strange have a great conversation. They talk about stuff and everything. And Sinister Strange actually has the Darkhold on him. And Strange is like, "Hey, Six One Six says I need that." And he's like, "You're not getting it." So they have a fight. The fight is there. They had. <laughs> this is where it gets really corny to me. It was musical pages there, and both Stranges took like notes off the page to turn them into weapons. The one time Sinister Strange takes the staff, to, uh, the musical staff off the page. It's really corny. Anyways, 616 Strange beats Sinister Strange and he's able to get the Darkhold. Christine's like, no, don't use the Darkhold. He's like, but I have to. I have to do this to save Chavez because he wants to save Chavez. So, if you remember back at the very beginning, America Chavez... When she portaled into 616, she accidentally brought dead Defender Strange with her. So his body was buried. They buried it earlier whenever um, they first met. And Strange is like, I've got a dream walk. And the only thing in 616 that I can dream walk to is dead Strange. Well, that comes with a cost. Demons come to try to attack him. Uh, demons come out of strange into the incursion world where sinister strange was try to attack him christine fights him off blah 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 blah. in the 616 area where he has possessed dead defender strange which is now zombie strange this is where the only place there is a real zombie in the entire movie there's no other zombie anywhere else so it's not even technically really a real zombie so he is able to grab the demons around him and actually pull them in and use them. He ends up turning in, he, using them as a bat, kind of bat wings. It's, that's another part of it. I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't too much like that, but uh, it, it's okay. Goes over and flies over to the tower, fights Wanda. They have a great fight back and forth. And, you know, Wong comes back. He actually kills one of the Sentinels. And that's the only thing I can think of to call him kills one of them and it's just like you know really awesome stuff going on there and strange looks over at chavez and like i have faith in you you can control your power you know and this is when wanda has pretty much about killed you know zombie strange and he zombie strange released all the demons to kind of attack wanda to try to capture her well that happens and then wong it tries to put her in the kind of, you know, the ruined spells they kind of they kind of cast those whole things there. Tries to hold her down. Can't really hold her, is fighting to hold her. And that's when Strange, because he's like falling apart basically, almost gone. And he's like, you can do this. You can open these portals. Well, she starts fighting Wanda, because Wanda gets out. And she actually opens a portal at 838. And she does it on purpose. And it's a great reason why. Because she gets there and they're like, close it, close the portal, close the portal, leave her, leave her there. And she's like, no, 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 wait. And 616 Wanda sees Billy and Timmy there. And it's like, hey, boys. And they're, they, they're frightened by her. I mean, deathly afraid, fear from her. And 
838 Wanda walks down the stairs. She throws her to the side. They're like, no, don't hurt mom. Don't hurt mom. You know, you, and she's like, I'd never hurt anybody. And you, you start hearing the side of 616 Wanda coming out. That was the intent of, I just want to save my family. And she starts realizing she's been doing all this evil that has done nothing but driven her boys away from her. And even if she could save them, she'll never be able to really save them and bring them back in because she's done too much evil to really help them be that way. And so she breaks down. She starts to, you know, cry. The boys have run over to 838 Wanda, and she's like, I'm okay, boys. I'm okay. She gets up and walks over to 616 Wanda that's kneeling that's just bawling her eyes out. Now, I mean, at this point, you almost feel for Wanda. You almost really feel like, oh, my gosh, this poor woman, all the pain that she's gone through. But then you're like, wait, she's doing some crazy things to get there. But you have that just kind of, oh, my gosh, moment. And she's like, walks up to her and just puts her hand on the side of her face. And I forget exactly what she says, but she says something to the extent of, like, I hope you feel love. I hope you know love or I hope you feel love again. And it was just such a wonderful moment because you kind of see 616 Wanda kind of go, I need to do better. This is not what my boys would want. This is not what Vision would want. This is not how they would want me to be. And so Chavez brings her back into 616. They leave 838 alone. They, they leave Earth 838 and go back to 616, back into the dark throne there. And Zombie Strange is still there. Um, Chavez and Wong are there. And Wong is like, hey, let's go back to Carmitage. We've got some work to do. Chavez opens a portal there. They go back. And Strange is talking to uh, Wanda through Zombie Strange. And she's like, I know what I have to do. I can't let the Darkhold do this to anyone else ever again. I have to protect my family. And she finally has this just whole revamp and turn where she finally has broken free from the corruption of the dark hold. And she's like, I have to do what I need to do and destroy this. And so zombie strange is there. Of course, strange has now stopped dreamwalking. He's back with Christine and you see a, whole thing you see this where Wanda basically lifts the tower up and slams it down on herself and you see this red light pop on and off in the middle of it so you don't know if Wanda's really dead or not I assume that she's not dead and two we just opened up the multiverse there's an 838 Wanda she could easily come in and do that so as Strange and Christine are there at Sinister Strange's place the Darkhold all of a sudden burns up and he's like, she destroyed not just the Darkhold, but all the Darkholds. You know, he was shocked that she did that by her action. And Christine kind of asks, is like, are we going to be stuck here? And he's like, no, nah, they're going to come get us. And of course, they they come get them or whatnot. And so that's basically the movie in a really long nutshell. You know, basically, you, you could skip going to the movie if you listen to the whole thing. I basically spelled it all out for you. But... It just opens up so much. I mean, there's so much opened up now. There's the possibility of a new Illuminati coming out because you've got that going on. And so, and one thing, so 
to wrap it all up and to tell you how how it really ends is that happens and he's back at his Sanctum Sanctorum in Manhattan. He fixes the watch that Christine gave him that has been broken since Doctor Strange, the first movie. Finally fixes it. He's walking down the street there in Manhattan in just regular clothes. And all of a sudden he has this sharp pain. He kneels down and looks up and bam, there's a third eye on his forehead. And then it ends. Movie ends right then and there. So just crazy. Now, you see the third eye from Sinister Strange. Sinister Strange has a third eye. So you're like, oh my gosh, does this mean that the Darkhold has taken a hold of our Doctor Strange? You don't know. It leaves you right there. So um, overall, fantastic movie. A great movie. But like I said, there are some cheesy parts, some cheesy things there. You got some little random jump scares they make in the horror stuff. And I didn't really touch on that much. You know, I just try to really give you the story and just really spoil the whole thing for you and the exciting moments. There is no superior Iron Man in here at all. Tom Cruise is not in this movie. Kind of sucks, but kind of glad too. It's, it's kind of a double-edged sword there. So, But John Krasansky has Reed Richards or Mr. Fantastic. Oh my gosh, just was that, that was like the, the shining moment and seeing Xavier, which if you watch the trailers, you already knew that was going to happen. But just seeing him classic was just amazing. Just so much. It was so awesome. So um, as far as it goes, great movie. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and spoil the mid credit scene for you now. So he's walking down the street again, and all of a sudden he's happy. And this is after the whole eye, third eye thing happened. And you see this mysterious person appear behind him. Purple, and it's Charlize Theron. And she is... A character that they doesn't ever name, doesn't ever say a name, but basically she says, you need to come with me and help. There's been incursions. We need to fix this. She takes this blade and cuts through the fabric of reality. And if you pay really close attention, you see what she cuts into, and she cuts into the dark dimension from where Dormammu was from the first Doctor Strange. And they jump into it, and that incredible scene ends there. Of course, his third eye opens up whenever that happens. Um, he has a scarf around his neck that when he takes it off, it becomes the cloak, and then his wizardy robes appear and all that. So to really, really spoil that for you, that lady's name is Clea. She is the... Sorceress Supreme from the Dark Dimension. She is actually Dormammu's niece. And in the comics, she and Strange actually marry. I forget why. I forget all of the reasons about it, but they actually have a very long relationship. So lots of wild things that are probably going to happen there. So lots of openness there. Guys, thank you for listening through all of this. I know I just basically spoiled the entire movie for you. Told you everything that happens. Most of it in there. But... It's a great movie, guys. Go watch it. Even if you sit here and listen to it and hadn't seen it yet, go watch the movie. Great movie. So much fun. I loved it so much. Um, definitely not one of my top, like, top fives. Um, probably in my top tens, but definitely not my top five. Um, so don't expect this amazing movie. The CGI was not the best. It's kind of like if you watch Spider-Man No Way Home where it was a good movie, but like for some reason the CGI just wasn't top quality like some of the other movies. Um, I kind of noticed that too when I watched uh, Shang-Chi. Um, the, the CGI just wasn't top quality. Um, the Eternals, they had good quality CGI, but you can kind of see, you could kind of see some weakness. So I don't know what's going on there with Marvel and why they kind of just shortchanged it. Maybe because they're rushing movies or maybe because the fact that they put out what 
four or five movies in the span of like six months. It's insane. They're at a crazy, crazy pace right now. And that's not including the TV series that put out. So, but guys, thank you so much for listening. If you've lasted this long, I appreciate it. I appreciate all your time. I'm literally fixing to, <laughs> I just recorded this. This is Monday night. Uh, after I've watched this uh, on a Friday night, and I'm literally fixing to turn around and put it out. There's going to be like literally no edits, so <laughs> you'll have to bear with me. I apologize for that, but I wanted to get it out as fast as I could. I wanted to drop as much as I could in there, and hopefully you all will go watch the movie. Go check it out. Great movie. Fantastic. I look forward to seeing what's coming next. Remember, we have Thor Love and Thunder coming out, what, in July and it looks to be amazing. Natalie Portman is rocking it as the mighty Thor. Um, it's going to be a fantastic movie. I'm so excited for that one too, because it finally gets to see her play a great role. So, well guys, I don't want to ramble anymore because I know I could probably ramble for another hour or two. So I'm going to leave it at this. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate you listening to our podcast here at the HK Video Game Experience. If you ever want to listen to any of our podcasts at all, you can find us on any of the major podcast outlets, Spotify, uh, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts. I forget exactly what they call that one now. Uh, you can find us on Google. You can find us pretty much anywhere if you search iHeartRadio. Uh, even Pandora. We even we are on Pandora as well. And if you can't find us that way, then you can just go to hnkexp.com. All of our podcasts are there. You can interact with us there. We have where you can leave us a voicemail, or you can even give us ratings, comments, whatever. You go check us out. So, guys, thank you so much. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, guys, that's not very nice. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to us. I appreciate all of it. I know Hollywood does as well. And we are going to be recording some more podcasts for you very soon. We apologize for the drought in content. Just what happens when you have a family. So from all of us here at H&K, thank you very much for listening. And take care. And we hope to see you soon. <laughs>